tell myself this every single time I go into the locker room. Don't just go to Lars Eller. Don't have Eller be the one who answers all of your tougher questions because he gives such great answers. Don't go to Eller. Don't go to Eller. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Lars Eller. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I'll probably also reference Lars Eller over there. The Penguins practiced yesterday up in Cranberry, and they'll be taking on the Golden Knights in Las Vegas Friday night after which they'll travel down to Tempe, Arizona to take on the Coyotes. And before they left, I was up at practice yesterday in Cranberry, and I went into the locker room mumbling all the same stuff to myself about how I was going to try to get this one answer from anybody but Eller. And the question was, how does this team take the ice against the Canucks last week and basically stare through the entire first period. How does this team take the ice against the Hurricanes down in Raleigh and just stare and look at the other team as if they're some sort of science project and then just kind of from there determine what pace they'd like to play at? And I did ask a couple other guys, and, and they were helpful. They just weren't Eller. So here it goes. I asked Eller. I think the games, it's been very, it, it's been a very obvious feeling on the bench when we've had, when we're on from the get go and have a good start. Um, because there's games where we haven't in Carolina and some other games and we're I don't know if we're like waiting to kind of see what kind of pace it's going to be and, and and we're going to play at that level uh, instead of just taking charge of the pace of the game um, and when we do that we've been really good um, so I, and I think it's just a, it's a mental commitment from every line the first shift for every line and from there if you get through that with a with good execution and and doing the right things uh, that usually that that has tended to carry over into the rest of the game for us. Dude's got quite the truth telling mode, doesn't he? But he's right. He's right. And he's usually right, whether that's off the ice or on the ice. That's how you get the reputation as being one of the smartest guys in the league which he's always had. He understands what this team's number one issue is. Yeah, they could use some personnel touches here or there. You'd like to see Ryan Graves step up. You'd like to see more contributions from certain guys in the bottom six. You'd like to see Riley Smith not be a complete bust of a trade at some point. You've got to at least be a little bit preemptively worried that Sidney Crosby accounts for so, so, so much of your offense in the year 2024. But, but, but this is it. This, what you just heard from Eller, is it. These Penguins 
need to understand, and I am so sorry in advance to those of you who have been hearing me say this for a couple of years now, they need to understand that the only way they're going to contend, not compete, but contend, is to become superior defensively to their opponents. If I have a parallel that I can draw, it'd probably, this goes a little bit far back for some of you, but the Red Wings from around 20 years ago had a beautiful metamorphosis from being a supremely talented and deep offensive group to one that understood where it was age-wise made no apologies for it, and really, really, really buckled down defensively. They built everything around Nicholas Lidstrom, their all-universe defenseman, and they defended, and they kept winning, and they not only contended, but they won the Stanley Cup right here in Pittsburgh, as it turns out, in 2008 with a pretty old group. And the reason for that, in addition to their skill, in addition to their savvy and everything else that these current Penguins have, probably in no more or less supply than that roster, was that they were committed to a single thing. So what you need to do in the next game that you play against the Golden Knights is to take the rink with your own mindset with your own priority, and don't let the game set the pace for you. Don't let Eliash Pettersson, Brock Besser, and JT Miller of the Canucks set the pace for you over 20 full minutes. You let them know that you're here to defend. And sometimes that can be a little bit annoying. For guys who are skilled players, Ricard Raquel said to me yesterday, he goes, there's some teams where they'll hold the puck, they'll kind of circle back the neutral zone and reset, and it drives you a little bit nuts. And I get what he's talking about. There are teams that aren't even all that good that do that, and you see that they're the ones that give the Penguins problems. The Hurricanes, the Devils, the Sabres do that. And it drives them nuts. Whereas, to the contrary, when they faced the Kraken on Monday night, they came out committed to playing one style of hockey. And they did it right from the very beginning. As you heard Eller say there, it's the first five, six minutes that shows who they're going to be that night. Well, they decided that before they ever took the ice. And then they collectively decided that with the way that they skated in their first few shifts, with the way they made sure that this wasn't going to be another one of those games where they gave up a ton of odd man breaks and breakaways and everything else. They were actually going to play what should be their game. Does that sound boring? Does that sound whatever? Hey, hey. So what? Okay, this is the roster that you have. I don't even say that in a derogatory way. You have to look at how these types of teams, the older teams, have succeeded in the past. Don't make it a negative. Look at how they've won in the past. This is it. This is it. Come out, defend. When you get your scoring chances, 
put them home. That's all. You've still got the talent to do that. When we come back, J1Q. John, and it's in reference to yesterday's episode about Mario Lemieux and finding ways that the city can recognize him, not to not to pay like tribute to him or to pump him up or because of anything that he'd want or seek. It's just not his style at all, and it's genuine. I'm talking about just for us, you know, just for us as a city, and in the process, I mentioned somewhat in passing that we're just not very good at promoting ourselves. We have the most beautiful urban landscape on the planet. And we, we just talk about like, I don't know, trash pickup on the South side slopes or whatever. It's just who we are. John says regarding our city's lack of self-promotion. This episode reminded me of a long ago quote from Pittsburgh filmmakers, director, Charlie Humphrey quote, Pittsburgh suffers from mass hysterical low self-esteem, end quote. You know what? That's us. That's us. I hate it, but that's us. What I really hate is going to certain places in North America. I'm not going to get into you know other places that I've visited overseas and whatever, but across North America, there are some cities that are just the opposite, where they are so good at telling everybody how awesome they are. And they convince themselves of that. And then in turn, they convince visitors of that. And visitors leave there thinking they were just in the greatest place they've ever seen. And if you think I'm going to bring up Vancouver based on stuff that I've said in the past, yes, I am. I've never, ever, ever, ever understood what anyone saw as being special about that place. I mean, the topography is nice with the the pine trees and the whole Pacific Northwest setting, but that's true of the entire Pacific Northwest. It's no different than Seattle, anything in Washington State, anything the whole way up British Columbia, really, for that matter, anything up into Alaska. It's just that they really, really, really sell it. And I'm not talking about the Vancouver Bureau of Tourism or whatever it would be called. I'm talking about the people. Even people who are there on some temporary basis, like studying or whatever, they just sing about Vancouver. And if you want to know the truth, that's the only thing about Vancouver that ever makes me jealous is I think if we could do that in Pittsburgh, we would change every perception that's out there. We wouldn't let You know, the Monday night football broadcast shows steel mills when we don't have a steel mill within city limits and haven't had one in forever. We would have them show the the view from Mount Washington, the classic architecture in downtown and in surrounding areas and the stuff that makes us unique and committed to each other and really honestly dedicated To our sports teams, which is part of the definition of who we are. It all works together and it all fits within this gorgeous, unrivaled setting for a city. We don't do that at all. So it shouldn't surprise me, I guess, and it shouldn't surprise anyone that we've been blessed from the hockey perspective with 
the best player who ever lived, the most gifted player who ever lived in his given sport. And we don't do a whole lot with that. And we don't do a whole lot with the five Stanley Cups, all the Super Bowls, even the World Series. I know it's been a long time for the Pirates, but there's five World Series in 142 years of history and Roberto Clemente and everything. And really, out of all of that, the only one that we do right is Clemente. There's room for more. There's also room for positivity. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 